This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Hello again, history lovers. Welcome into our program, This Day in History, on lineupmedia.fm. Tony Hubert with you, my partner, Armand Kachigian. Today, Armand, we have the events, a show we've never done before. March the what? 8th. Oh. What are we talking about? We do this show every day. Yeah, but we've never done March the 8th, Armand. Well, maybe you haven't. You haven't either. I checked the files. All right. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren wants to break up Amazon. Good idea, right? That happened on this day in history. Yeah. Today. Yeah, I got a death from yesterday, though, that's very tragic. I want to talk about one of my oh. favorite people. Later, from during the, the deaths. From yeah. March the 7th. March though. the 7th, but I didn't know until today. I they just announced it. Oh. It's tragic. Okay. And uh, I think we should say it's kind of sad that Alex Trebek has stage four cancer. He's one of our <laughs> trivia. I met him, of course. I was on Je- Jeopardy. Nice guy. How'd you do on Jeopardy? What'd you walk away Oh, with? it was tough. Nothing. Nothing? Well, in those days, you got you didn't win it. If you didn't win anything, you if you didn't win, you didn't get anything. You got, you know, whatever. Yeah, I thought second place got to keep their money. No, no, they changed that. Oh. See, and that, that was a problem. And, of course, that, well, I don't I guess I've never given the details of this. I was, I think it was. You missed Final Jeopardy, huh? No, no, the Double oh. Jeopardy. The Double, oh. I, I hit a Double Jeopardy. And got and wiped I, out. And at that time, I think I was about even. I, I don't know, I might have been $100 behind or something. I think I had a $5,900. The other guy had, I think, sixty one or 6200 Now, this has been 25 years, and I've never seen it since. I bet fifty seven hundred. I yeah. think almost all of it. And what'd you lose in them? Uh, it was a museums question, Ooh. and I'm good at museums. And said uh, this national monument has a visitors museum at Furnace Creek. Oof. Well, the thing that threw me, and I, you know, Furnace Creek should give it away. But well, that's the clue. But even I'm struggling. But you're thinking here. of national monument, right? And that's what threw me like an idiot. It's Death Valley. Which you don't consider a national monument, you know. That's I gotta, I'm thinking. What I got to take and, exception. And I think they said national monument in California. So it that is it. Uh, Death Valley is is named a national monument. It is, yes. but that's what threw me. I mean, yeah. you're thinking of monuments, yeah. and you know, you're thinking of the right. Had I looked at Furnace Statue Creek, it would have been a given. Right, I said Golden Gate Bridge. I didn't, you know, because you're thinking of a monument. Y- yeah, well, like, he sounded stupid then. Yeah, well, there was nothing. What am I? I got to take a guess. Yeah. So anyway, the final Jeopardy I got it was on. It was a question about Eisenhower. But you didn't have enough money. Not any money. I mean, make and, it back. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that was my Jeopardy. But anyway, poor yeah, Alex. Man. It doesn't sound good. I, I, I mean, I no, hope the guy does okay. But stage four, it's that's bad. that's not good. It's bad. Yeah. And so, we love trivia. I yeah, mean, yeah. We, we don't want to lose anybody. Especially usually when Armand like and that. I get together. Not, yeah. There's not many people we both like. Um. But Elizabeth Warren, we both hate, right? We, you hate we, her too, right? I don't. This, this is uh, her little proposal is just it's going to go nowhere. All I saw was the uh, don't even worry about it. Well, all I saw Let was me the go headline. to sixteen eighteen and nah, tell you this is more important. No, it's not because it's not going to. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. That's don't, true. You got that right. All right. Okay. Let's go. 
Well, then shut up, Liz. Because I got something here that's right up your alley. Okay, yeah. I right. got a law of planetary motion on this date, right. March the 8th, 1618, <coughs> when Johannes Kepler discovers the third law of planetary motion. Okay, let's see. First law. A planet in motion will always stay in motion. No, that's that not it. it? Oh, no, okay. that, you're thinking of Newton's laws of motion, and that's not even it. Each uh, Third law is, I believe... Equal and opposite, right? Each, each, each. But that's Newton's laws of motion. Kepler's laws of planetary motion. Now, this one always gets me, but I think it's first law is uh, each planet moves in an ellipse, and the sun is one fo- focus of the ellipse. Each, you know, ellipse having two foci. Two would be uh, the planet covers ever covers the same amount of uh, territory uh, for a- for any given time uh, interval, which in, in other words means. As it gets farther, ellipse, obviously, there's there's parts where you're closer to the sun and parts where you're farther from the sun of your orbit. And you cover the same ground, which means the farther away you are, the faster you go. Well, got it? What it means is surface area. No, well, the area of the orbit covered by the orbit. Yeah, the the, the actual surface yeah, area. Yeah, well, if you're looking at it as a, yeah, the, the area of well, the ellipse. Well, that's how you, you have to look well, at it. Well, there's no surface area because there's no surface, but it's uh, the area covered in the, in the trajectory. You get it. Come okay, on. now this one is... The square of the orbital period is proportional to the the cube of the semi-axis. Now this gets tough to yeah, even wrap and it's wrap taken me about fifty around. years to memorize that, but that's what it is because we've gone over it on this show before. Yeah, I looked at it yesterday. Square of the orbital period is proportional to the cube of the sem, uh, semi-major axis and the, of the ellipse. To 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 realize that this guy in 1618, yeah, how he came up with came that. up with I still this can't figure it out based on simple observation of planetary movement. Yeah. And calculated, and it is correct. Yeah, that's one smart is crowd. Stunning. Okay, who says those Germans aren't smart? Huh? No one. They are. <laughs> Jesus, well, they're smart. Well, they say Polish people aren't smart, but Copernicus was pretty bright. Yeah. Well, I hear you that's tell a, Polish jokes. They're funny. You can't do that these days. And I don't want you using the pronoun he when you refer to me either. Oh, what's your pronoun? J. Bullshit. It's not J. <laughs> 1655. You're a liberal. I've always dummies. Again, you assume. You assume so much. Yeah, you, I do assume. Because you don't ask. Well, you're questions. a Trump hater. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Got yeah, that you, right. You went right. out and lied again this morning. Good. Bald face lies. Good. What? You rather have? A, would rather, you would rather have your lies with hair on them? Got it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Not. Uh, <laughs> I always wondered. Well, you got a beard. So. I always wondered about this one too. All right. In 1655. I've never, I've never heard of this guy. I hadn't either. But I always thought, well, you know, someone has to be the first, well, whether it's good or bad. No, but was he, you know, to document who's the first in this? Yeah. Well, this little factoid. It's a factoid. Uh, the first legally recognized slave in Britain's North American colonies. Uh, the the title goes to a man named John Casor, C A S O R. Now this is this is a recognized slave where crimes were not committed, meaning right, like, someone prior to this was certainly held in bondage as a slave. Yeah. But this is a legal recognition that a human being is the property of another human being. That's correct. And that happened on what's, what's wrong in, with in it? It's legal. It's legal. What, what are you complaining about? As long as it's legal, it's okay, right? No, it's not. Sure it is. Uh, it's not okay. Because we know this. the government's always right. Oh, shut up. You're uh, just, yeah. you, you, Except Trump's always wrong. You're, you're the in government's a cantankerous always, mood. I am. Yeah. I'm a little baleful today. Yeah. A little salty. But, but I'd never heard the name John 
Caser or Casser. I'm not going to remember this because I've never all the trivia contests and game shows. I've, I've seen, never seen it come up. By either. the way, I got an interview for a game show next week. Oh, very good. Yeah. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, I wish. There's big money on that show. No, this is. is a totally new one. Apparently on Game Show Network. Okay. I'm assuming it's going to be nominal prizes, but you know yeah, me. Yeah. Anyway. You could use the money. Oh, damn right. All right, 1702, uh, someone you were a so big everybody, fan of. Wait a minute. I want everybody out there to say a prayer for Alex Trebek and ask, say a yeah. prayer for me, too. No, but mostly I believe Trebek. In that. I, mm, I don't know. Mostly Trebek. Hey. He just has cancer. I got to get on a game show and win. So now, that's funny. Okay, no, don't smirk. Oh, man. Even Don Rickles would blush at your humor. <laughs> Dr. Zillman. Yes. I was just watching It's a Mad Mad. Hey, we got the, we got the extended version. Of Mad Mad, Mad, Mad World. World with like the extra 20 minutes. Oh, man. You got to watch okay. it. I don't know where that E gets this stuff. He's a genius. I'll find it. Uh, I'll find uh, the host of Surreal Talk. Well, he's something, boy. Cult conspiracies and, and the paranormal. Yeah. Who would think that the host and, of Surreal and Talk bootleg movies. would be able to find a bunch of stuff that previously wasn't known to exist? But yet he does. Surreal Talk. Look it up here at lineupmedia.fm. I bet he finds a loss. Armand, like, you appear on that podcast yeah, quite a bit, I was on it Wednesday. You? Okay. We did a What'd curse, you talk about? Curses. Curses? Yeah, I put one on you, but it's not It's I, not going to I, I have. And, I'll be fine. Now, this, this, of course, I think this rebukes any kind, uh, any kind of, uh, I don't know, rebukes? That's probably not the right word. Uh, thwarts? Rebuts, thwarts, nullifies. Okay. Uh, that there's, there can't possibly be any curses because you know damn well I bet I bet a thousand people have put curses on Trump and probably Obama to every president, wouldn't you think? Oh, any any right. political so figure they, ever. Right. So if they worked, I think you put one on McConnell the other day, didn't you? Yeah, I wished him another set of chins. Hey, see, now that's not politically correct. I don't care attacking a man for his appearance. Yeah, attacking for being spineless. But I've already attacked him well, for that, and well, he's still like, there. Well, look, hey, Congress is full of ugly people. He's not the ugliest. The other guy I didn't like is now back at home in Wisconsin making cheese or something. You should love him. What, that guy is the most ineffectual Republican leader. Why would I well, like that? Well, well, you don't want him. You don't want anybody to get the debt under control or do anything conservative. No, I told you. He didn't do a damn thing. I told you I want Ow. the debt under control. We, we've discussed this at length. Once again, you've made an assumption that's wrong. 1702. See, you put a curse on me. I just hit my yes. damn knee. It works. Mm. Queen Anne, one of your yeah. favorites, Armand, yeah. the younger sister, of yeah. course, of uh, Mary II. Well, this is big because on this day, and few have really... Uh, Don't watch that stupid movie, by the way. The favorite? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, take it from Armand and I. Ooh. It's and it's Jesus It's Christ. beautiful to look at. There ain't anything to watch, yeah. though. Or listen to. Not really. Not much dialogue, either. No, a lot of, walk- a lot of walking around yeah. halls. Well, not her. She had gout. And, and opening doors. That, well, that, that was a, true. They had to roll her around. They had a little gout. wheelchair yeah. for her, and she, she liked to get her raped. 17 kids. She liked to get her uh, leg, None of them survived her. Legs rubbed. Uh, well, that's probably true. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? But this is big. If you got when, gout, you don't want anybody rubbing your legs. When you become the uh, regent of England, Scotland, and Ireland all on the same day. No, we're not regent. Queen regnant. Queen regnant? Yes, oh, yeah, it does which means she's regnant. reigning. Yeah. She becomes the the queen of those three nations all on the same day. Well yeah. done, Anne. Yeah, well, this, that's a death that you neglected. Why would she become queen? Who died without looking? Who would have died that she becomes queen? George II. Oh, yeah. 
No, that's House of Hanover. Oh. We're still in the House of Stuart. Oh, we're still in the House of Stuart. We aren't to the Germans Well, yet. her sister, didn't it say it in this thing, her sister, uh, younger, younger sister. sister. Now, she's already been dead. Yes. Well, who was she married to? Uh, Famous college, blank and Mary. William. William of Orange. William the Third. William of Nassau, which is what the city of Nassau is named after, by the way. And the Bahamas? But we'll get to him, yeah. Okay. Here's another one that, speaking of American slavery. You know, she had 17 kids, none of them which survived her. You said that 17. already. Yeah, but you weren't listening. And the last monarch to veto the parliamentary uh, Oh, really? Yeah. There's never been a monarch since. Not that's since. A, no. They don't have that kind of power anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why. Yep. 1775. An anonymous writer publishes uh, a work called African Slavery in America. It's an article. It's legal, too. Again, John Casor. Go go ahead and just it, let on on record. Armand's Armand thinks slavery is fine if it's legal. It, it was legal. I didn't say fine. I didn't say well, I'm pro slavery. Legal. You're saying, but isn't that you so, know? Sometimes the laws are the wrong. courts are always right. So, no, they're the government's not. always no, right. They're not. Sure, they are. Okay. The first article uh, that's uh, put out about the American colonies, uh, calling this article calls for the emancipation of slaves and the abolition of slavery. Now, the anonymous writer, some think it's Thomas Paine. Could it be? I didn't know he was at anti-slavery, but maybe. I, I had never heard that either. So, But he's an eloquent guy. And Good uh, writer, too. And in 1775, the, the tide's already turned. There's going to be a bit of a theme today on, on, on this. 1782, uh, one of the— By the way, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you rather be—okay, you got a choice. You'd rather be a slave yeah. or an indentured servant? For seven years. What do you think would be better if you're coming over on a boat or whatever? You're Interestingly enough, you, you damn well would w- much rather be a slave. And I'll tell you why. Simple economics. These people that had indentured servants and they knew they were only going to be there for seven years, they treated them like shit. They, in fact, most, more, more of them died. Because they were they were always See, given the, the worst the, food. The fear is they're gonna you're gonna wear out the indentured servant because well, who cares? It's not, you only got him seven years. Hold on. The slave, yeah, for life. You're not listening. Well, you're gonna wear out the indentured servant because you're not looking at that as an asset. The other you're gonna look at as an asset and try to maintain. Well, I thought you said you're worried about. It. You're not worried about wearing him out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you'll break him. You'll give him all the tough. Yeah, you don't care if he dies. Exactly. Well, I, I thought you were implying that. No, no, no. Okay. The, you, the indentured servant right. you will not look upon as an asset. So it's you not your will, property. So right. you will wear it out. Right. I'll spare the slave the real hard work. Let the indentured servant b- break his balls. Who yeah. cares if he dies? And then on year seven, yeah. you, you know, so, uh, if, you've, if you're really looking at it from the Yeah, most of them didn't make it. I don't know. It's a very small percentage. View, right? Yeah, a very small percentage lived that long. <laughs> so. You're you trying go. to you're trying to extract every lance every last value of asset out. Well, basic economics, and that's the and same then, thing that goes for you know like housing, etc. You know, if it's not your house, what do you care? You wreck it. Pruitt Igo, for instance, Cabrini Green. That's why these things, well, no, never survive. Anytime you don't have ownership, right? Okay, even if it's a decent rental apartment. Well, that goes for federal lands too. That's yeah. why they're that's why people litter and treat them like shit. Yeah, they don't privatize them. They don't have any. What do you think interest. about selling? Pri- what do you think about selling pri- uh, federal lands for our debt? And everything goes to the debt. You got a problem with that? I don't think it'll make it up. No, but I'll bet you we got trillion. I'll bet it cut in half. Yeah. 
You know how much land they own? I know. You hate the national parks. You want to get rid of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep the national parks. No, you won't. You're the just 60% of Alaska have to be... Federal land. So what? You can, you can keep Denali, okay? But the other 58% of Alaska, let's sell it. And the oil rights. How about that? Sell it. And that's the other thing. If you want to do that, you drill, 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 and sell the oil. That's the fastest way to get rid of the debt. That we would do. If you took off all the restrictions on selling oil, exporting, what we're, would that do to the debt? We're producing a lot of oil right now. Yeah, but we could do more. Okay. Do more. Why? To pay down the debt. I don't think you're considering the economic. You tax it, and it goes to the debt. I don't think you're considering the economic ramifications of flooding your own market with oil. Well, don't worry. The Arabs are going to. They're going no, to. No, they already have. Well, they've tried it, but they're going to. Well, if, they get, if they get oil down to, say, 25, and this is what the theory I was I was reading up on this. To this 25 they, a barrel? 25 a barrel. Yeah. They can, you know how much it costs to extract it in Saudi Arabia? Not, I've told like a you, dollar. I've told you before, Armand, because in Saudi but Arabia. But we can't afford it. You've never listened, okay? I've told you before. The difference is, in Saudi Arabia, you can take a straw, put your thumb over the end of the straw, smack it into the ground, suck twice, and you got a well. Well, maybe you can. You have very strong buxel muscles. I don't so pucker as well. Big difference in Alaska. All right, then it's why don't they do it? Why don't they Alaska. do it? Why don't they do it? The Saudis? What do you mean Alaska? How about the, the Bakken? How about the, the Marcellus? The, the oil, the shale? It's got to be $40.38 to be profitable. That's what I'm saying. Why won't the Arabs glut the market, get it down? To, and this is what this guy says they've, they were going to do. They've done it before. Okay, why didn't it work? It did work. It shut down the fields in, in North Dakota and other places. It put Granite City Steel out of business because their whole book of business was uh, making steel for the pipe. When was this? Two, three years ago. Where have you been? Granite City Steel, they, they're hiring. They're not firing. And it wasn't two not, years ago. Oh, Jesus. There's so no, what, what's your – you don't want to drill more oil then? All, I'm asking you about my theory. You drill you, like hell of it and you sell it. Okay, you can sell it to China then. That's Europe, where you're selling it more to. More Europe. Europe. Well, yeah. yeah. Get away from the Russians. That does two things. It hurts well, Putin yes. and it helps us. That's maybe what's going on with the negotiations that no one knows about because staffers aren't allowed in them in Saudi Arabia right now. Good. I hope that's what they're thinking. I'm just afraid the Arabs will get get smart and knock it down to 2015. They, they've been smart before. They've turned on the spigot before, and they've shut industry down here by doing so. The fact that you don't know that. But what is the, what is the downside of that if gas goes down to 89 cents a gallon? Does, that, the, hurt, does that hurt me and you? No, no, okay. no. So I don't think it's that bad. It hurt 3,000 workers, though. What, just because of the pipeline? Subsidize the goddamn workers. That's what you like to do. What do you... <laughs> Treat them, change them new jobs. Green New Deal, right? You're talking out of both sides of your mouth, dude. Come on. You really think that if the, you really, think I'm, I'm telling you what's happened, and you're just and you're just countering. I with, think you're just bullshit. bullshit. I think you're full of shit. No, you're, no, I'm not. I don't think it they happened. Turned on the spigot. Uh, I don't uh, remember no. two years ago everybody getting laid off at Granite City Steel because of some pipeline, the XL pipeline. Their their book of business was was pipe for drilling, and when the North Dakota fields had no incentive to drill because the price was so low because the Arabs had turned on the spigot. Spigot. Okay, whatever. Well, you know, that sounded like a a racial slur. It shut everything down. It did. End of story. I'm sorry you don't know it. I don't know it. I don't think it's true. Okay, well, fake news then. Yep. Because that's your counter for everything. Anytime presented with a fact, fake news. Well, if you say it and it's fake, yes. 
All right, give us some more. Now give us some authentic news. 96 Native Americans massacred in Ohio on this date mm-hmm. more in good 1782. News. You know why they were massacred? Tell me. Well, I've never heard of this. They're killed by a bunch of Pennsylvania militiamen in retaliation for raids carried out by other Indian tribes. Well, they, they deserved didn't, it. They didn't even massacre the Indians that did the raids. Yeah, but, but you know what's the These spread? were more convenient. Yeah, and you know why? Well, they could. These ones, these Indians that they massacred, had converted to Christianity. So well, at least when they well, killed they did them, them a favor. they knew they were going to heaven. Yeah, they How nice to, of them. Well, yeah, sure. They sent them to heaven. Jesus. So is it worse to kill uh, a heathen Indian or to kill a Christian Indian and send them to heaven? I'm asking you as, as yeah, there, it's equally as bad. It's a philosophical question. No, it's not. It's a dumb question. It's equally as bad. <laughs> You're not even going to deign to answer. No, it I'm not going to deign to answer All your right. stupid stuff. 1817. <laughs> Fake the news. New York Stock Exchange is uh, found. Now this is authentic news. I can tell you that right now. Boy, now how do you think? How much fun would it have been to work the early days of the stock exchange? I would have been having a lot more fun if they never did invent this New York Stock Exchange. Why is that, Armand? I'm an idiot. That's why. Okay. But I don't blame Trump. I don't blame Obama even. I'm just terrible. Or, you, or Bush. How'd you lose it? Well, 2008. You ever heard no, of that? No, 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 okay. no, no. I, I, I had invested in the banks. I, I, re- <laughs> I, I recently heard you lost more. Yeah, well, I'm still in the banks, and they got walloped again. Yeah. So why do you keep doing it? Because I got my money in it. What am I going to do? Okay. There's other forms of investment. Did you lose it on puts, calls? Calls. None of them. None of the. Yeah, what? What am I going to get? I'm going to invest in a 10-year bond and get uh, 2.6? I didn't say that. Well, what are you going to do? That's why you normalize interest rates. But Trump doesn't want to do that. Why? Because of our debt. That's why. Which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, but you don't do anything about it. What do you mean I don't do anything about it? You don't have any answers. I just gave you an answer. You poo-pooed it. Dismissed it's going it. to hurt. The, you have to look no, at the knock-on effects. I don't care. You don't. Okay. If it hurts fine. the steel industry, that's fine. who gives a shit? That's fine. You said it. Well, there then you're it is. then you're a protectionist. Now, now I have it. Well, let's protect the steel industry by now all means. I have it. Okay. Good. Nineteen. Wait a minute. That's no. That's not even. A, that's not even. That's not what you said. Because by your logic, if we pump, 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 it helps the steel industry, correct? Because I got to build the pipelines. That'll help. That, that, okay. So what was the downside? The Arabs are going to be cheaper and, and knock no, us no, out. No, 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 okay, no, what's, why? Okay, where is the flaw in my reasoning then? I'm listening. Do you know how much of our economy is also pegged to the price of, of energy? Okay. Oil? And what's wrong with it going down? It would go down, There correct? is a limit to how much can be consumed. So like I just said, you're No, going, I want to export it. I don't want to consume it. Yes, you're going to have to export correct. it. Correct. Okay, what's now, the downside? If if the trade deals with China are such... Not to China, to Europe. Okay, again... Undercut the Russians. China, That's what I'm saying. I know, you want to undercut Gazprom, and I'm fine with that. That's good. Okay, so what's the downside? Uh, You need... You better have buying partners. Well, no, I thought your argument was you that the Arabs, they partners. can do it cheaper, and they're going to undercut us. My response to that is, why wouldn't they do that now? That's all. I haven't gotten a response. They can do it anytime we start. Why don't they do it? Anytime the United States increases production, Mm -hmm. the Arabs can just ramp it up. Okay. So until then, they don't need to because they'd be taking money off their own plate. It doesn't make sense, though. Why, If they're not doing it at $55 a barrel, why don't they? Because they can certainly do it at 20. We we said it's only cost a buck or two a barrel. Why wouldn't they put us out of business right now? That's all I'm asking. What's the logic? Right? 
Well, maybe because I can't two, answer it either. Maybe I'm, because I'm the two you. nations have some agreements that they're okay. not going to. All right. So you think it's some kind that of they're not going right. to put so each other So you think it's some of kind of surreptitious? I don't think it's surreptitious. Well, you said some secret meeting like Trump is Kushner, something sinister. Kushner, I didn't say sinister. Well. Kushner is over there having undocumented meetings. Good. What if they're documented? That's better. You want something documented? Someone should probably know what's being said. I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. So okay. Mm-mm. 1910 French uh, aviator, the first woman ever to become. What kind of, what kind of name is this? A one? licensed pilot, and her name is Ramon de la Rouche. Yeah, Ramond. That's not a. It's not a female See, now, name, here, is here it? Again, that's a sexist comment. Who cares? She's an aviator, not a woman, not a man. There's no difference. You okay. know that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, again. Uh huh. Liberal. 1917. United Fool. States Senate. Votes to oh, limit boy. filibusters yeah, by adopting the cloture rule. Cloture. Cloture? Yeah. Cloture, yeah. Okay, what's the cloture rule? It means you can't go forever. If, if you keep, you know, filibustering yeah. and filibustering, which I, I don't have a problem with this. Yeah. Eventually, if you get, uh, it used to be, I think you had to get uh, two-thirds of people say, hey, shut your fat mouth. Yeah. Then the cloture, that's the end of the filibuster. But now, the, the big problem was, that, remember the nuclear option? Remember yes. Harry Reid? Oh, Harry Reid put it in the right, right. Yeah. It's really biting the Democrats in the oh, ass right. now. Harry, uh, the constitutionalist arm on at the time said, "Yes, you can do this." Yeah, and I don't have a problem but with it. it. I don't. Bite, it will bite right. you. Right, but even the it. Democrats said that. Said, "Boy, it's going to hurt us if we ever lose this chamber," which they did. <laughs> which everybody right. will. Or as Mister as W would say, the nuclear option. <laughs> uh, how do you think he spells nuclear? N u k u l e a r. Something like that. Nuclear. Okay. Anyway, uh, but now, now it's what they usually use. Where it really came back to bite the Democrats was a, as far as the uh, Supreme Court, yes, and more the app- appellate courts, mm-hmm. district courts, because Trump's getting these guys through, well, and you could be able, it used to be able to get through and filibuster and filibuster and fill. Now it only takes a simple majority, and they shut these guys up. Stacking the decks, baby. Now, who had the longest filibuster in the Senate? Boy, oh boy. Who had the longest filibuster in the House? That's a trick question. There's no filibustering in the House. Oh, very good. <laughs> I can't remember um, that. Hmm. I, I don't know. How long do you think I'll give a you person a hint. could go He for? had a kid at 72. 72. Strom Thurmond. Very good. At least you got that right. Um, Dixiecrat party. Yeah. He's like 24. They had him set up. They could like, piss in his own pants. Oh, they had, Jesus. Yeah, they had, a, they had a little truss on him or whatever. That's the, horrible. Well. That's how Here, they do. How about this resolution? Civil Rights Act. How about this resolution? No pissing in the United States Senate. Well, can kinda, we pass that? Can we have that you resolution? You don't have to do that now. Now, they, now they'll shut your ass up. But it's basically like uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. He's reading the Declaration of Independence. Yes. And, you know, if I know if I know Strom, he's reading you know the guy you know the by bylaws to the Ku Klux Klan. You know, <laughs> you know these these documents. <laughs> Jeez. But anyway, yeah. All right. Uh, two more before we do the birthdays today for March 8th. Yeah, this next uh, one's a doozy. First, first one, uh, this next one is a doozy, Armand. That's why I put it on the list. The Arab Kingdom of Syria, the first modern Arab state, comes into existence March 8th, 1920. Okay. Here's the question. How long did it last? I'll give you I'll give you two years. Until uh, 24. Four months. We can't have we can't have the Arabs making their own countries. Are you crazy? The, well, Churchill will the, tell you you're the crazy. French had to step in and get rid of these the bastards. Fr- the French then, did this yeah, one. Okay. Divvy it up. Sure. You can't have you can't have indigenous people making their own countries. What's the matter with you? If you did that, you know, you'd have one of the fourteen points of Woodrow Wilson. 
You can't have that. So anyway, it's lasted four months. The French, well, they, they broke it up. They, yeah. This is ours, yes. boys. We'll take this back. Yeah, you guys did your job. You, you beat the Turks for us. Now, no. shut up. 1936? All right, la bouche, <laughs> as they say in France. La bouche? Yeah, f- shut your mouth. Oh, oh, bouche, mouth. Yeah. I thought you said douche. <laughs> See, like, now that's filth. Like, no, it's not. I'm like, shut You're your... always thinking no, of groins. You dummy. Pedenda. Shut, no, shut your shower is what that would mean in French. Well, that's not the connotation we have here. Yeah. Uh, New freedom. 1936. This is cool. Uh, the Daytona Beach and Road Course holds its first oval stock car race. Now. Huh. Okay. The reason it's an oval and, and oval is generous here, Armand. Imagine an ellipse. Imagine a paperclip. Yeah. Where you drive really far down the beach, and then you hang a hairpin turn, and then you drive right back down the other way with the waves coming at the, you I know, like it. at the right side of the car, and then you make another really big hairpin turn into a bank of sand. What's big that sand all about? Why would they do that? Uh, because the sand, the beach was wide. The sand packed really well there. Uh, it had always been used for speed testing, and uh, you could mound up the sand very easily to create the bankments to to make the cars go into the hairpin turn. Okay, I don't even watch. Do you watch this thing? I didn't watch the Indy Five. Do you watch the Daytona Five Hundred? Oh, I've been to ten of them. You're nuts. No, I'm not. Okay, they're they're I, fun. I knew you were. They're fun. Unbalanced. And the sports car race at Daytona, the 24 Hours of Daytona, which is really only second to Le Mans in terms yeah. of endurance racing. Um, is really what fabulous. kind of cars? Are these stock cars? What uh, do they use for what? Which one? Daytona. Well, the Daytona 500 is is a stock car, but stock cars are not stock cars anymore. Yeah. Now, in 1936, these were stock cars, meaning you literally could go to the dealership, yeah, well, buy a car, implies. take as much weight out of it as you can, slap a number on it, qualify, mm. get registered, and go race. Okay. One woman in the early days of NASCAR was racing the family car and her husband wasn't aware of it. She'd peel the numbers off and then drive home. Oh, was it Ramon LaRoche? No. Oh. And another guy, okay. uh, I, I want to think this is Ned Jarrett. So basically you're taking a regular car, but you're just trying to take all as much weight as you can off it. And, as much, So yeah. I guess Orson Welles has never been in this race. No. He, well, he'd be good for if you were always turning left. He'd be real good. I don't know. Because all that weight he could shift to the one side. Yeah, but do they have room for the ham sandwiches? Yeah. That's what Lindbergh hey, took with him. Hey, there was one guy, uh, uh, Fonty Flock was his name. And when he raced, he had a uh, monkey in the car with him that wore a little helmet called Jocko Flacco. Oh, I think I've heard of him. Maybe you brought him up before. Yeah. Isn't this where uh, Earnhardt died? No, this oh. is the beach. Now, in 1959, they built what we see today, the well, big, saying, in Daytona, the right? big trioval. Yeah. Well, it, it's a couple. Okay. You got to go down the street for the beach, so it's about two miles inland where the new, where the modern track is, which is still, you know, sandy, and you can see the ocean from the top of the grandstand. But, but that's the thirty-three degree banked high turn trioval where you get the speeds. That that's where just, he died, right? I was there yeah, the day he died. Oh. I was about well, you're probably responsible. No, I was about three hundred yards from it, and, and and I had no clue. That he had passed away. Well, it didn't look that bad. It's, it's, it looked like a hard hit, yeah. but uh, I didn't. I didn't assume he was dead. We learned about it. Never assume. We learned about it leaving the track. Yeah, that's how I learned. All right, that's, that's Daytona. Uh, all right, who was born? Death. Let's get to the birth. Who was born on March the eighth? Well, William the 
V, the Prince of Orange, 1748. Uh, I guess. I don't know this guy. I mean, Netherlands. How do you get to be I the assume, Prince of Orange? Well, the House of Orange. That's I know, but the, why is it the House of Orange? You're born into it. Why orange, though? They uh, just love the color? Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, house of, I gotta, I'll look it up. I mean, there's not a House of Burgundy. Or was sure there is. Yeah, Burgundians, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, there, was, there was a is kingdom there, of is Burgundy. There, is there a house of turquoise? No, but is there so a house what? of azure? Does that make more sense to be the house of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha? What, what's it no, there? That's yeah. a weird thing. All right. Yeah. Uh, 1822, an inventor, a businessman. This, this guy's important because he's going to set up John D. Rockefeller oh. to become a real, real tycoon. Ignacy Lukasiewicz. I, I would think it's Lukasiewicz, huh? Lukasiewicz? Yeah. Like uh, L-U-K-A-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z. Yeah. The Polish inventor who invented the kerosene lamp. And, and he is born in 1822. Now, because he invents that a little later, but kerosene lamps we uh, require one specific thing. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, propane? Close. Mm. Kerosene. So I knew some organic compound. Which John D. Rockefeller began to supply via Standard Oil. Well, he's smart. But we got to put an end to that. We'll talk and about one of, and well, we'll see, talk about one of his nemeses right, later. We will. We will. Fat uh, bastard. Uh, right. 1841. Happy birthday, Oliver Wendell Holmes. Yeah, we got uh, this guy. Uh, I don't think now. I. Now, I gotta, now, this is junior, right? Because I think senior was the chambered Nautilus this is and all that, right? This yeah. is junior. Yeah, I don't like this guy. You don't? Okay. No. Uh, I got a couple problems with him. You know, Teddy Roosevelt appointed him, so immediately suspect. <laughs> Clear and present danger. He's the guy, you know, if you if you shout in a crowded theater, shout fire in a crowded theater, we've got that bullshit. What? I, I don't really care if you shout fire in a crowded theater, to tell you the truth. You're not supposed to speak in a theater anyway, so you can shout. you can't shout anything in it at all. Uh, he was played by Louis Calhoun Boy, in The Magnificent mi- Yankee. This is the whole. That's right. I sure did. This is the whole point of the thing. Yeah, right. How about Oliver Wendell Douglas? Any relation? No. Who was he? I don't know. Get out. Don't you watch Green Acres? Oh, it's the pig? No. Oh. It's it's uh, Eddie Albert's name. Remember His name's Ol- Oliver Wendell Douglas? Yeah. Oh. Remember? Oliver? Ava Gabor? The pig was Arnold. Arnold Ziffel. Well, I thought maybe he had a formal name. Oh, Oliver Wendell Douglas, you know, that was your lawyer, remember? Uh, anyway, he's played by Lo- uh, Louis Calhoun in The Magnificent Yankee, Boy, Louis Calhoun's poor, only Academy Award. <sighs> Louis Calhoun, by the way, was uh, brought up in St. Louis. Oh, really? Yeah. And he said, uh, uh, let's see, I got a quote by him. Uh, Life of the law has never been logic. It's, been, it's always been experience. He might have something there. He's also the oldest, uh, I think he's still, I think he's still got the record for the oldest. Uh, Supreme Court Justice. I think it was 90. Oh, sitting justice. Yeah. At, no, I got yeah. you. Now, okay. Ginsburg's going for it, but I don't think she's going to make it. Wait, wait. Do you mean Chief Justice or? No, Justice. Associate Justice. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how old RBG He was is. on there for a upper, long time. 80s. But I think, now the record's still, I think, William O. Douglas for the longest tenure. Tenure. I mean, like 35, 36 years. That's good run. But anyway, this guy's the it's oldest. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of writing. How old's Ginsburg now? 86? Yeah, upper 80s. She's getting, yeah. Boy, if Trump gets another, boy, she's gonna, you think she can make it if Trump gets reelected? She'll try. No. I don't think so either. No. no. Over under on hers like two years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, his legacy will be he, he stacked the courts. 
Well, who else is going to be there? You think no, uh, not Thomas just, not, is going to? Not just the Supreme Court, the everything. Like you were saying earlier in the show, all the way down to the appellate. Well, I hope so. All, yeah. So if a company really screws up your life someday, you'll have no recourse. Sure, yeah, and that's what they do. They don't help us. All they do is hurt us. No, no, no. I like don't. a pharmacy or an oil company, those people that are ravaging us. Spoken like a true. No, I said you know the word liberal. The word if. The implication being, though, that this is horrible, that we have conservative judges that actually adhere to the Constitution, and it's not a living document. No, they adhere to Although you. I'd say they Oliver adhere. Wendell Holmes is Mr. Living they, they, Document. They adhere to your version of the Is Constitution. it a living document, or what, does it say what it means? I'm asking you straight out. Yeah, I, I always believed you. it was intended to be a living document. Okay, now explain that to me. I can't see. Nobody can explain that to me. And that's okay. It's tough, man. I know. I'd say it says what it means. And there's no living. It's dead. It's a dead document. Mm -hmm. It is not an organic document. 1902, Jennings Randolph, the great American uh, senator. You do know his son. You have been to the horse track with his son quite a few times, as our friend, the Ocho Man, Mm -hmm. host of Behind the Eight Ball. Uh, Jennings Randolph was a senator from West Virginia. His son, uh, who are uh, one of our colleagues here, John Kabinjian, uh, knows from uh, horse racing. and He was also a broadcaster. Uh, that's Jennings Randolph Jr. Jennings Randolph III. Uh, I, that's the one I know. I, I don't worked, know. The other. I worked with for many years uh, in radio and Jennings Randolph IV. Uh, my played s- trivia with him one night. Uh, no, you didn't. No, at the St. Louis thing. You did not play trivia with Jennings Rand- Randolph IV. No. No, not, not the fourth. I guess the third. Junior. Yeah. The second. Jay Randolph's son. Oh, no. That's the third. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I, the that's the I one I the fourth worked with. Is. I well, he, went, he goes to high school with my son. Oh, okay. Does he play trivia? Mm, I doubt it. No. All right. Alan Hale Jr. Happy Another birthday, nineteen twenty-one. Uh, the skipper. Yes. Whose real name is? Oh, Not real name, shoot. but the 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 character. The, the character's name. name classic on. trivia contract. Classic trivia. Damn it, Armand! I don't know it. Jonas Grumby. Oh, that's awful. That's his name. Jonas Grumby. Uh, nineteen twenty-two. Carl Farillo, great Brooklyn R- doctor. Reading rifle. Woo. And uh, also called Scooge, apparently. You know what Scooge. that's from? Yeah. Huh. You know why? Scooge, I think. Well, I, I didn't know this. You know why they call him Scooge? Oh, uh, no. Because he likes scoongili, which apparently oh, is Italian for Italian. snails. Got his it. favorite dish. Snails. Boy, you'd think he's a Frenchman if he's eating snails. Yeah, Descargot. The Duke Descargot. Uh, that's from uh, Start the Revolution Without Me. Jim Bouton, born in 1939. I read he, Ball Four. Oh, he's the guy who blew the whistle. I never read. There's Ball Five too, right? I think, I think so. I, read, I didn't Boy, read that one. I, I, back in my radio yeah. days, we had Bouton. That was come good in. reading. We had Bouton come in for an in studio. He did about an hour. Oh. I don't think they liked that much. That's kind of an omerta, wasn't it? You're not supposed to say. Oh, that he shit. broke the code. Yeah, he broke the code. Yeah. Boy, those guys got laid. Lucky, oh, they had fun. Lucky bastards. Yeah, you. The, the players of the 60s, I got to imagine, oh, had the be best time ever. Even better than the 20s. And yeah, the, the guys of the, the 20s. girls are better looking. Eh. I don't know. Now they got implants, man. That that Boy, that changed the game. Did Talk it. about that. Did it. You kidding me? Is that the best thing that's ever? I think that's mankind's greatest invention. <laughs> I mean, that's better than the wheel. Easy. Well, they are orbs. Oh, God. Uh, Plus nine, the guy that came up with 1943? those. Hey, hey, hey. What, now, is that professional? No, it's not. All right. No, turn not. that off. We're sorry, folks. This guy. Can I tell you uh, something? Podcast gaff. Telemarketers have gone 
Oh, I'm telling you, they send me messages. Berserk. Yeah. Go to CVS for your free gift. Thank they, you. Yeah, yeah, no up thanks. Yours. Uh, Lynn Redgrave. Nice actress. Yeah, I like I like her dad, Michael Redgrave. He's good. She was born in 1943. Now the other one is Vanessa. I think she's still alive, isn't she? Yeah, she's still kicking. Redgrave family, you know, fine acting. Let me play you some uh, some Lynn Redgrave. No, no. Oh, I'm not gonna say what the hell? I'm not you playing you need Lynn Redgrave. Now, have you ever heard of this next gentleman? Wait a minute. I think we've missed a couple. Oh, here. have we? 1879, Otto Hahn. You probably should have brought that up between well, Oliver Wendell Holmes well, and your, Jennings Randolph. Your phone was going off. No, it wasn't. Not well, then. Well, you passed gas. Something diverted Nothing. me. Nothing. Nope. This is a founder of the Max Planck Society. You know, oh, Otto yeah. Hahn, physicist. Yeah. Got together with uh, Fritz Haber and came up with Phosgene and all those poison gases that were so so useful in the World World War One. Is that mustard gas? Uh, no, no, there's a difference. Oh. I don't know what fo- phosgene is. Uh, well, let's see. Chlorine gas first. Phosgene, I think, is COCl2, I believe. Oh, also discovered this little thing called nuclear fission. Ah. With Lisa Meitner, our favorite uh, female physicist, mm-hmm. the only woman to have an element named after her. Good guess. That's it. So, anyway, he, he was born in uh, 1879. Isn't that one of those mitonariums, like 190s? Is that about right? It, no, I think it's 103. No, yeah, 103, I think it 103. is. 103. Yeah. Oh, I was way off. Claire, Tra- they're only up to 118 or 119. No, wait, I think 117 is the Armenian one, Ohanesian or something like that. Is it plutonium 237? No, but that's, see, now I got to straighten you out. Okay. Nine, uranium's 92. That's that's how many protons it has. Yeah. But you also add the neutrons, right. which are called nucleons, yeah. together. Then you get U238. That's the you add them together, but that's not its atomic number. That's it's not ato- the atomic. The atomic right. number is how many protons. Protons, it has. right? Okay. There got you it. go. Now we got everything straightened out. Okay. Now, Claire Trevor, nineteen ten, played a great whore, uh, won the Academy <laughs> Award for. Um, uh, well, she was. Uh, she was a whore in uh, Dead End with Humphrey Bogart. She was a whore in uh, Stagecoach with John Wayne, Dallas. Remember that? And he looked at her, and they couldn't really say it because, like. She, you know, in the movie, but I mean, I the, know it was one of those code things that audiences right. and, at the time immediately picked up right. on. But if you watch it today, you'd be like, "What's the deal?" Right in the in the play, she had syphilis, and it came, you know, because she was Humphrey Bogart's mall. And then, uh, but in the movie, she's, like, "Can't you see I'm sick?" <coughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. syphilis. Yeah. And then he goes, "Remember that? Why didn't you get a job? Why didn't you starve first? Remember that he was Bugs Martin, kind of Babyface Martin, Babyface. yeah." Anyway, uh, right. she was born in uh, 1910. Since we're going all over these birthdays. 1922. That... Oh, my God. Well, I'm just watching a movie with her, Sid Charisse. Oh. I don't know how you missed her. Great dancer. Great. Yeah, good. Eh, passable actress. Right. Now, we like the story. Remember, she was in uh, 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 Singing in the Rain with Gene yes. Kelly because Debbie Reynolds couldn't, a- couldn't, couldn't dance very well. Oh. So she did that long thing with him. Oh. And they shot it in that nice, like, diaphanous green dress. And it, it was great. It was a great take. And then they watched the dailies. Uh, unfortunately, her mustache was showing. Oof. Yeah, right through the dress. They had to do it all over again. Oof. Yeah. But she danced with Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly, and they threw her around. That's a continuity problem. Yeah. Well, they knew. Like, she'd come home, and her husband's like, she knew. When they, the husband would know when she was dancing with Gene Kelly because she had bruises all over her. Because he was physical. Yeah, yeah he's throwing her all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Fred Astaire was more graceful. graceful. He's smooth. Yeah. So that was Yeah, Gene pick you up and throw you into a spin or something. So. Yeah, she was also married to Tony Martin, the singer. Huh. Uh, now can I go? Well, she had polio as a kid, and she dan- She was, took up dancing to strengthen her legs. Oh. 
So okay. there's there's a factoid. That's cool. All right, now go ahead. All right, you ever heard of this guy? No. You have not. Is he really? Is she? That him yodeling? Man, falsetto voice. All right. Hey, he's in tune. He's on key. So that's him? Randy Meisner. All right. Who I mean to tell you, in the Eagles documentary... There's a show where heard of him. he does not want to sing Take It to the Limit anymore. And Glenn Fry him, and Don man. Campbell look at him and go, Randy, people have waited years for you to come out here and sing those notes. Now get your ass his, out there and sing. Sprain his larynx. That is a high. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, for a guy who can go high like that, I, I thought he sounds I have, sounds a, I have a falsetto great. voice. That's a funny. My last student, she had a false set of teeth. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jim Rice, born on this day in uh, 1958. Great Boston yeah. Red Sox outfielder. I remember when him and uh, Freddie Lynn came up. Freddie Lynn, 1975. 1975. Rookie he hit the of grand, the year. First Grand Slam in an All-Star game. And Rookie of the Year. And Most Valuable Player. In the MVP. same year. Yep. yep. Freddie Lynn. All right. 1958. This gentleman. I know this guy. You do? Yeah, I've heard of him. Cars, right? Didn't he do Cars. Armand, I am so impressed. There it is. Okay, enough. Take it to the limit. Long song. All right, I'm doing. I can do that. Yeah, but you're not on key. Pitch is horrible. Ah, fuck you. All right. What did he say? Here in my car. Oh, I, feel safe I never could figure out that first line. I thought it was hair in the, my car. It's like, what the hell? I, clean it up. The car. The song is called Cars. Yeah. And you I thought he said hair in the hair in my car. Here in my car. Oh, I couldn't figure out what he was trying to oh say there. Oh my god. Doesn't it sound like hair in my car? No, no, it does not. It sounds like here in my car. Okay. Uh, Aiden Quinn, good actor, born in 1959. Yeah, he was good in uh, Avalon. Loved Avalon. Good movie. Good movie. Barry Levinson directed. Great. And written. Yeah. Great story about a Baltimore family yeah. coming of I don't age. think I would have passed that football quiz. That was a tough quiz, man. That was man. a tough quiz. Oof. Okay, who's next? I think this guy's got a record, right? This next guy. Longest field goal in NFL history, Jason Elam. Well, that's between him and Dem. Or do yeah. they? did he take it over? I just took it well, over. Somebody broke it, though, right? I think because it was tied between him and Dempsey, right? But I think somebody kicked one longer. You do? I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure that's been broken. Somebody kicked a 64-yarder, didn't they? Okay, Aiden Quinn we got, Jason Elam, James Vanderbeek. What's he been in? Oh, uh, the Was he in Star Wars? Uh, Matt Prater has it now. Matt yeah, Prater. there you go. But, uh, yeah, Dempsey, matched by Elam, then right. matched by Sebastian Janikowski, right, right. David Akers, and Graham Gano. Oh, God. Okay, but now it's who? Uh, Matt Prater, who has Good. it we from remember 64. That. Right, 64. there you go. Matt and I got to tell you, the Dempsey one for me never counted. All right. So the guy's got half a foot. Give He's him a gotta break. He's got to be swinging a goddamn club. So what? Okay. Yeah. Would you hit a golf ball harder with a sledgehammer? Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, the guy, what are you going to do? The guy's got half a foot. I know. He had half a foot. What am I going to do? And James Vanderbeek. Uh, Starship Trooper? Teenage, was he in that? Teenage heartthrob. All right. All right. Back to the events. Uh Hey, I want to ask you: Was the, were, were the seeds of the of the real coming 
I don't War even know about that. I gotta War look this in up. Vietnam. I gotta look this. I didn't know that Bao Dai and this Aureole Yeah, when when the, signed uh, this accord. The yeah. ex emperor of of Vietnam. Uh, yeah, the last emperor Bao of Vietnam. Dai Bao Dai, the president yeah. of France. Uh, Fran- uh, well, I guess that makes sense. Well, let me. Okay, let me read this. Yeah, president of France Vincent Aureole. Vincent. Vincent. Aureole. Vincent probably. No. I n is you got it right. It's not in Vincent. Oriole, an ex-emperor, Bo Dai, the last emperor of Vietnam. We've right. talked about him. Yep. No, no wonder this doesn't have any. This doesn't have because by this time nobody gave a shit about Bo Dai. Signed the LSA Accords, giving Vietnam greater independence from France and creating the state of Vietnam. <laughs> nobody gives a shit because they're opposing the Viet Minh, Democratic Republic of Vietnam. Hence, none, this doesn't mean a damn thing. That's why the French had to go in there and. And fight that, a war and, and lose. 1954 was that yeah, yeah the bin, 50s yeah dim bin fu dim bin fu dim bin fu the the lost valley or the, yeah don't know. worry they can't bring artillery in here the mountains are <laughs> the mountains are too high <laughs> right um speaking of vietnam uh on this date 1965 yeah, another bad choice 3500 us marines are the first american land combat forces committed during the vietnamese war things are getting out of hand already yep 1971, though, one of the great nights in sports history. Down goes Frazier. You know Down what? goes Frazier. Which, was that the third one? Yeah, that's not I, this one. I, you know why? Because Frank Lucas was there. Who? Remember Frank Lucas? No. No? American gangster? Oh, I got another. Well, that's okay. I've never heard of it. What family? Uh, no, he was the one who uh, uh, first African-American to basically unify the New York underworld drug trade oh good for him mm-hmm. that's the uh, I like that movie american gangster with denzel oh, washington right is right completely that him? That yeah, is that's Frank right Lucas. i've heard that name uh and he attends hell of a little organizer wasn't he he was uh he attends this bout at madison square garden all right Defeated in 31 bouts, scoring 25 knockouts. Here is Muhammad Ali. I love the clips of Ali's corner. Bendini Brown and Angelo. Angelo Dundee. Angelo Dundee. He's wearing green trunks. He weighs 205. Listen to the crowd. Undefeated in 26 bouts, scoring 23 knockouts, the heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Frazier. Sounds like Joe had had the crowd on his side there. Huh? J- Joe was the uh... smoking Joe, and, and he wins the fight. Yeah, okay. okay. He broke his jaw, broke all his jaw. The, you ever hear the story about? First, he wins the fight. Broke whose jaw? Ali's jaw. Yeah, but Joe's the one who wound up in the hospital. I wouldn't doubt it. it no, he fight. did. Okay, for matter of fact, the next day a rumor was going around that Frazier had died overnight. I don't remember this. What was he in the hospital for? Because he was beat to hell. Well, Ali whooped him, but he didn't get the dis- You know, he never knocked me down. Ray didn't get the win. Didn't go down. Ray right. Didn't get the win. There's a great oh, story. Oh, been, a guy, oh, by the way, we were talking. I'm glad you brought that. Or, I'm give, bringing give your, up my story. I got a better score. Story. Guy walks into the locker room at Madison Square Garden after the fight. And there's a lady on her knees 
hugging Ali by the legs as Ali is laying on the table. Yes. And she's bawling. Absolutely bawling. And the guy B-A-W-L, right? Just crying. Okay. We're not not crying screwing. her eyes out. No, because Ali's well, bawling. Stop she's it. on her knees. Stop it. And Ali sees the guy come in and says, Hey, Diana Ross, say hello to the man who paid me X millions of dollars to get my ass whooped by Joe Frazier. Oh, Diana Ross. Yeah, how about that? Well, did you see Tyron Woodley's Tyron Woodley's uh, mother uh, with that Nigerian guy that beat the crap out of him? No, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, the UFC just Saturday night. Yeah, no, I didn't. Tyron, see I don't know what happened. I don't. He he was out of. He's a Missouri kid. Oh really? Oh, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, he's he's a Missouri wrestler. He was a, he was a champ. He got his ass kicked. And his mother, there's a picture of her hugging the Nigerian. The guy's going, "I'm sorry, I kicked your son's." Ass. Yeah. Hey, she was very nice lady. Well, you know, very nice, classy lady. Yeah. I don't like that bullshit. First of all, what bullshit? To call somebody classy, you know, because that implies that you know what class is. You know what I mean? I never liked that. It was a nice gesture. It's a nice gesture. It's not classy. I don't know what the hell class is. I'm not an arbiter of class. No, but you the, are not. But from a, a couple of days ago, we were, we were talking about the guy that got killed in the ring. Yes. Remember? Yeah. It, it was Emil Griffith. He was the maricon, apparently, mm-hmm. that was called a maricon by Benny Parrott. Oh. And Emil Griffith killed him. Yeah. Beat him. And I watched it. Oh, what a beating, man. Check it out on YouTube. Emil Griffith, Benny Parrott. 1979, I did not know this came this early, but Philips, the Philips Electronics Company, demonstrates the compact disc publicly for the first time. demonstrated, but it doesn't seem like, yeah. I got my 84 was the first, I think it was Born to Run, wasn't it? First, uh, I think that's, I've been asked that question. Born to Run, I believe, is the first compact disc. I uh, got my uh, compact disc player, uh, Chris Snope, early. My birthday, 1986. My birthday in, in, in March of 86. And it was an expensive <coughs> piece of equipment, but boy, oh boy. One of these days, I'm going to change over from 8-track. Yeah, you should. Not yet, though. Uh, 1983, the Cold War. <coughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, this is a smart. Yeah, this oh, is a this good is, this, this is, is good Ronnie. One. This is yeah, Ronnie. Let us God talking. While they preach the supremacy of the state, declare its omnipotence over individual man, and predict its eventual domination of well, all peoples on the earth. You just love this kind of talk, earth. don't you? Love it. They are the focus of evil in the modern it. world. It was C.S. Lewis yes. who, in his unforgettable screw tape letters, screw wrote, tape, right. The greatest evil is not done now in those sordid dens of crime that Dickens loved to paint. <laughs> That's a good line. It is not even done in concentration camps and labor camps. In those, we see its final result. It's true. But it is conceived and ordered, moved, seconded, carried, and minuted in clear, carpeted, warmed, and well-lighted offices by quiet men with white collars and cut fingernails. Mostly Democrats. And smooth-shaven cheeks who do not need to raise their voice. Well, because these quiet men do not raise their voices, because they sometimes speak in soothing tones of brotherhood and peace. Sounds like you. Because like other dictators before them, they're always making their final territorial demand. Some would have us accept them at their word and accommodate ourselves to their aggressive impulses. But if history teaches anything, it teaches that simple-minded appeasement or wishful thinking about our adversaries is folly. It means the betrayal of our past, the squandering of our freedom. So I urge you to speak out against those who would place the United States in a position of military and moral inferiority. 
You know, I've always believed that old screw tape reserved That's his the best devil, efforts for those of you yeah. in the church. So Familiar in your with discussions of the yeah. nuclear freeze proposals, I urge you to beware the really? temptation of pride, the temptation of blithely uh, declaring yourselves above it all, and label both sides equally at fault, to ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire, to simply call the arms race a there giant misunderstanding. All right, we've got it, okay. The evil empire. That's what it was. Now, I CS, break. by the way, is Clive Staple Lewis. Clive Staple? Clive Staples. Staples. Lewis, Lewis, yes. Know who he gave that speech to? Uh, wasn't that in, yeah, that was in uh, uh, Europe somewhere, wasn't it? No. Okay. That was an evangelical convention in Virginia. All right. Well, it's kind of wasted then. But No, no. We still have it for posterior. Listen to the speech. He very much knew the audience he was talking to. That, that speech is universal. What do you think he's going to say? It? He gave in Kiev. Where the hell do you think he gave? So what? Yeah. So that means that these evangelicals are stupid enough to believe this. No, no. Okay. It's not that, but well, it's, it's knowing you're your audience. trying to make it a point it's there. It's knowing your audience. Now, I think he would have given it in Washington, D.C. I think he would have given it in San Francisco if he had to. If that's where he was scheduled. Mm. He's not like Hillary Clinton, you know. I ain't no tard. You know, now there's somebody who's playing to her audience. Is she going to run? No, she's not. I don't sure. know about you. Want she already said she's not. Where have you been? I know. You think you, what does that mean? I'll th- she's not running. Give me odds. Give me five to one. I'll bet yeah, you. Five, I'll give you five 20 bucks. One. Five to one. 20. 20 bucks. 20, sure. It's free. Okay, five to one. Yeah, she's not running. Okay, 20 bucks. Not running. Okay, well, you'll win 20 bucks. But if you lose, it's 100. Okay, yeah, fine. All right. And you still owe me a milkshake. Yeah. Well, won't you? Welsher? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I am Welsh, but uh, I knew on, it on my on my gr- uh, grandfather's side. 2014 okay. Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. They never did find this damn nope. thing. Nope. And I heard. See, now I got a call too. Look at it. But I turned mine off. Yeah. This morning I was listening uh, to the. Aren't n- they looking for this? Using well, some kind of. So a private company. Yeah. Had been looking for this. it, but the Malaysian government did not renew the contract, and it was not a contract of we'll pay you to go look. It was a. You find something, we'll pay you. So this company went out on their own dime with a contingency fee and looked. But there is no, there's zero evidence. Now, out of most disasters do come a few good things. And they had an aviation uh, industry technician talking about the upgrades that have been made in tracking since this disaster where the planes report in um, sometimes as much, you know, at least every five seconds, some airlines have gone above what is a new industry standard where they can re- they're reporting in almost every second so that they absolutely know and can track exactly where on the global grid the plane is. I don't know really. I guess you're implying that's a good thing. I'm not sure it's well it helps who cares it, who can well in the event of a disaster, you at least have a starting point to look. In this one, they ju- they had no idea. Well, we were talking about the Challenger the other day. 2014. I mean, is, is it yeah. great to go down there and go and well, you know, they find see, the damn that's, thing? That's ah, another come thing. Come on. Well, let it lie. Didn't we? I agree said on because that? it's a grave. Let it lie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I agreed. Now this is a grave too, but All also right. what are you do with this. You need to. Well, you would like to find. Any, I don't know if I if your father hold or on hold on you, know, you just said you would like to no, no I wouldn't you're, again you're off no the, I you're off course 
you have a responsibility to try to find out the cause of the accident. Now, if that means you have to go and get the plane out of the water, like they did with the TWA flight eight hundred off of off of the coast of Long Island, I would say yes. But in a reasonable amount of time, it's been five years. Well, what are you going to prevent with this? That's the thing. So, if another private company wants to look for it, and if the Malaysians well, want to pay a contingency yeah. fee, they will. I know, but but the it's but stupid the, still. But the long, you know, the 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 long search by all the twenty six nations that got involved—that's long over. Right. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, in a reasonable amount of time, I get it. But I mean, five years later. But Armand, do you really care if if I had a relative on the plane? I don't know if I'd want to know. I'm sorry, it's terrible, but I don't want you to go looking around. For, what are we going to find? I'd like his dental records. No, no Armand. Well, that's not the point. I don't the care. The point is to find causality right. for the accident. And I'm saying within a reasonable amount of time, maybe a year, maybe, right. because you know advances are going to happen anyway. You're not going to really get. Right. What are you going to? And gain the advances from this? that have happened out of right. this are are that there is a lot. Uh, right. A Without lot more, finding it, a lot more technology okay. that is being installed on the planes that we travel Fine. on. For at least tracking purposes. Okay, great. Stop looking for the goddamn thing. I don't know why you're upset. This is a good thing. Because it's stupid. It's a no, waste it's of resources not. again. No one's resources are being wasted. Except there is for no the, advantage to finding this thing. Except for the company that is going out there on a no-fee. See the mountain with Spencer Tracy and Robert Wagner. Let's just tell you who died. You did. All right. Well, Boy, you're, you're in a mood today. Yeah, I know. Well. 18, uh, I'm uh, sorry. 1702. 1702. We're talking about him. Who do you have? King Billy. Oh, King Billy. William III, William of Orange, William of Nassau. We just talked about Queen yeah. Anne. He was married to Mary, who was the Anne's se- sister. Sister, yeah. Uh, daughters Mar- of... Uh, now, Mary being Mary II. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, we be Mary okay. II, right. Yeah. Well, let's see. No. How many Marys were I? I can only think of one Queen Mary. No, there's two. Who's the second? Mary the... Oh, that's right. You're right. Uh, Mary Tudor. Bloody Mary. That's right. Okay. Uh, William III, Mary the second. Well, this is Mary Stuart, though, of course. Uh, and uh, King Billy had to fight... Uh, now, James II didn't leave. You know, this is his daughter taking over. No, he, he wasn't real. Anywhere. He wasn't real uh, happy about this. Right. So he... Uh, he goes and fights the Battle of the Boyne, and William kicks his ass. Now, of course, uh, you, since we're talking about his death, you know how he died. He's on his syphilis. Little, no, no, oh. no. That's and that's why they think he's kind of. They think he's a homo because, because he didn't have right. Syphilis? He didn't have syphilis. He didn't have any mistresses, and he had a lot of boys around. So, yeah, de facto, that that makes you an LGBT. And I, I can kind of, you know, well, perhaps right. If you're king of England, you have a few mistresses. You got to be one of them. So anyway, but he's on, he's riding around on his little horse Sorrel, and uh, trips over uh, the the horse trips over a molehill, and everybody's uh, real happy. He breaks his uh, he breaks his uh, clavicle. Molehill, right? Uh, he breaks his clavicle, and he uh, I think he died of pneumonia. Pneumonia. Yep. So that was the end of that was the end of him. All right. Seventeen twenty three, the death of. And there was much rejoicing. I, I do you rank him number one for architects? Yeah, I guess you have. To. Yeah, I think you have to. Christopher Wren. Uh, the great English architect, uh, obviously, again, helped by a big fire. Because well, yeah, he, yeah, you burn down 50 churches. Right, you got to build them you back. You to rebuild yeah, them. Right. And timing is everything. Nero would have loved him. Christopher was on the spot with some good plans and uh, and rebuilt a lot of uh, London that still exists yeah. to this day. But he made his ceilings a little too low and pissed off Charles II because he was taller. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's also, remember that, that, I don't know, what, what was that one building he made? 
and the guy, you know, he had like it had like a portico or whatever or an overhang. And the guy said, you got to put columns under this thing. It's going to fall. And Ren did. It's okay. And the column went up to about that right underneath it didn't didn't support didn't it. Didn't support it. Yeah. <laughs> it still stands that way. Sure, I'll put it underneath there. Yep, there it is. Just to prove me. a point. Underneath. Yeah, the columns don't support anything. Uh, so he's kind of had a wiseacre attitude. And well, I'm telling you, put it doing something for spite like that, I will always yeah. appreciate. And St. Paul's, it says, if you seek a monument, if you seek a monument to me, look around you. Mm-hmm. That's in St. Paul's. That's yeah. kind of his yeah. monument. And it's beautiful. Nice place. Yeah, yeah I like it. Uh, uh, wait a minute, I don't want to miss anybody. Uh, okay, keep going. 1874, uh, Millard Fillmore, your 13th president, passes away. Nope, I missed him because I got, wait a minute, Hector Berlioz, 1869. Well, you want to go in order, don't you? Yeah, I'd okay. like to, but I'd like for you to well, go in order. Yeah, but I, we want to get everybody. Yes. Want, okay, Hector Berlioz, do you know mm-hmm. who this is? No. Composer, Frenchman, mm-hmm. composed three operas, all of them kind of bombed, but they're not bad. Oh, so I should know bad operas. No, they're good operas. They just bombed. Well, they bombed, so no, I should know. kind of a jag-off. Uh uh, let's see. Symphony Fantastique is a great piece. Okay. But he wrote Les Troyens, which means, to our Frenchman, Trojans. Trojans. Okay. Yes. Damnation of Faust. Mm. Right? That sounds juicy, you know at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, damn, Faust got damnated. And Beatrice and Benedict, based on oh, what play? Speaking of Faust, I watched a uh, one of those Morgan Freemans, The Story of God, last night. There's no such thing. Where he goes around and, and, and he went to a bunch of different religious people, different types of religion. Yeah. And exploring their their belief in the devil. Okay, and this is interesting. This is All very right. interesting. Well, just a bunch of yokels that Ronald Reagan was pandering to, right? Anyway, uh, Beatrice and Benedict, based on what play? Boy, this is man, this is compulsory stuff. Much poor, Ado About poor, Nothing. Oh, Much Ado About Nothing. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a guy that I would be if I got married. I'd be a. It's actually a Benedict, not a Benedict, but Benedict. It's it's a it's a man who swears he'll never get married and then gets married. There's, that's the definition, by, you know, because that's what happened in the play. Mm. Some mm. great dialogue between him and Beatrice because they, they insult the shit out of each other and, of course, end up getting married. Oh. Just more or less like you and your wife, right? Kind of like Bugs Bunny and Elmer in that Barber of Seville. They're trying to kill each other. Oh, these are heterosexual. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Not these days. All right, go ahead. Millard Fillmore, right? Yep, dead. Uh, now, wait a minute. Now, no nothing part. Well, let's go into it a little bit. The guy's a president. Yeah, he was. Well, last wig. Last yes, wig. Last wig. And then W-H-I-G. he ran. And then he ran in 1856 on what part? For what party? You should know it because you should be joining it. No, oh, Jesus. The know nothings. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I don't know nothing. That's what, that was their answer to everything. That's not a bad platform, by the way. You probably win. Don't you think? Oh, you could win a lot of votes. With I that. think you could. You I could don't win know. A lot of votes. Right. Just say that. Okay. No, no, that was George Bush's uh, sort of thing. He won. Oh. Sure. It wasn't it wasn't cool to be smart anymore. 1887, James Buchanan, Eads. Oh. Yes, oh, the yeah. American engineer and the and the builder. When are they going to blow that stupid bridge up? Of the Eads Bridge. Yeah. It's a beautiful bridge. Crosses the Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Armand you think Corps. that's beautiful? Yes, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Armand has no use for it. No. 1917, I love this guy. I think he founded one of the coolest companies in the world. Ferdinand von Zeppelin yeah. passed away. Of course, he founded the Zeppelin Company. Yep. 
Which including I, the Hindenburg, it'd be great. I, Armand, it would be wonderful to still take a trip on one of those. I'm surprised they don't do that, but I mean, someone's going to bring it back, right? And I don't mean I don't just know. the. Well, blimp. You want to take six days to cross the Atlantic? Why not? But no, don't sail it across an ocean. Go sightseeing. Because you can't stop in Jamaica and get high. Go you sight- take a cruise. Go sightseeing and come down on all sorts of spots. It'd be wonderful. Like what? In the Atlantic? Where? No. Where are you going to come Again, down? Again, dummy! I just said don't take it across the ocean. Well, where are you going? Starting California. And uh, work your way east. See the Grand Canyon by Zeppelin. See the Rocky Mountains by Zeppelin. It's a million penny idea. Stupid. If it were if it were practicable, it would have been already not, done. A cruise is not practical, but sure people it is. do it. Yeah. No. What's wrong with a cruise? It's perfect. You eat, you work out, you no, do anything you want. I, I, you stop I, during the day. Do, do the same thing on the Zeppelin. I don't think you can do the same thing eat? on the Zeppelin. You don't take cruises from San Francisco to Toledo. You, you do it on the water. I don't know what the hell you just said. Well, San you're Francisco suggesting to you're, Toledo. Well, you're suggesting you go across the continental United States because you nixed, you know, going across the water. What are you going to see? It's just go water. on a train. Take an Amtrak. It's faster. Who cares? You're enjoying the experience of seeing your country, the beauty of it. Okay. All the national parks you'd like to close. That's right. I like to bomb them. 1930, William Howard Taft dies. Oh, yeah. President Good. number 27. I hate that bastard. Fat slob. 1970. Wait a minute. Are we going to say a few things about him? The no, only... he's a fat slob. Well, that's, yeah, that's that pretty much, but a few other things. The only man to be president and chief justice. Well, that's... He didn't deserve to be either, by the okay. way. Uh, and he lost in 1912. The only man to come in third from a major co- uh, party, because Teddy Roosevelt, well. you know, joined in and gave it gave the election to Wilson. Uh Actually, as far as like trust buster, when they say that, yeah. you think of Roosevelt. This guy busted a hell of a lot more trust. Yeah, he did. Which is not a good thing, by the way. It's a stupid thing. He's stupid. A dumb, he's a stupid dumb. Dude, stupid. Dumb fat slob. Got stuck in the in the uh, bathtub. That's it. That could happen. Yeah, if you weigh four hundred pounds, sure it can happen. Now, did he have an affair with some gal on K Street, or was that Harding? Yeah, Harding. He had a kid with her. Oh, okay. Okay. Nineteen. Uh, 19- which one didn't have a wife and had his uh, had a relative service first lady? Is this Taft? Well, a couple of them, they, they died. But, I mean, uh, Buchanan, uh-huh. James Buchanan was uh, the bachelor. Okay. And he was sleeping with uh, uh, that uh, vice president, uh, Johnson, Richard Mentor Johnson, who was also a batchy. They were good friends. Huh. But, yeah, they, I think his niece was like the served a couple his first of them, lady. Yeah, a couple okay. of them have had their – I mean, like Thomas Jefferson didn't have first lady. His wife right. had died. Yeah. Well, you had Sally Hemings, but yeah, but I don't think she would have been. You know, didn't look. Yeah, it wasn't proper. Didn't look proper. Nineteen seventy-one. One of your favorites, Harold Lloyd, passes yeah, away. I like Harold Lloyd. Like a uh, speedy uh, safety last, of course, is the iconic. You know, he's hanging from the sh- the clock. Uh, this guy was really brilliant, though. I mean, and during the twenties, this guy made more money really than Keaton or Chaplin. What about Fairbanks? Well, I'm talking about comedians. Uh, Probably okay. him too. I, I don't think anybody made. What more about money. Valentino? No, he made more than Valentino because Valentino dropped dead in 25, so he only had like half a decade. Yeah, okay. But uh, and he only made like three or four films. Uh, but uh, Lloyd was smart; he kept all his in like his vault or whatever, and he kept all the rights to them, as opposed to like Buster Keaton, who didn't get any. He didn't get any royalties. Got nothing, huh? Yeah, this guy sold all his to TV and made uh. a ton. He was also a pretty bright guy. He did a lot of scientific experiments. Harold Lloyd. He understood how to preserve the yeah. film. He understood that the film. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not. I, 
might maybe because I don't think a lot of his are lost. I think you know most of his films are still extant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's uh, a brilliant, you know, he's a smart guy. Uh, the death of the Yankee Clipper in 1999. Yeah. Joe Mr. DiMaggio. Mr. Coffee. Speaking of Mr. Coffee. Yeah. I'll have a sip right now. But is it the best you ever had? No. No. It's passable. It's a Keurig. But Joe DiMaggio said Mr. Coffee was the best he ever had. You think he, uh, you think he banged, uh, what's her name? The uh, Folgers gal? No. Remember her? Yes. And no. He wasn't a good-looking guy either. Joe? Yeah. No. <laughs> he was not. Was well, you know what Marilyn said to him? I, you can't imagine the crowds or whatever. What did she say? Oh, she goes, Joe, you can't imagine the ovation. Joe just looked at her and goes, yes, I can. Yeah, right. Um, but right. again, what? the best I've ever had, it's quite an accolade for a cup of coffee considering he's married, well, good to, last married to Marilyn Monroe. Well, the best coffee, I guess, right? No. Best everything? He said it's the best I've ever had. Oh. The implication in that commercial is. Well, hey, listen, he may be right because, you know, Tony Curtis said it was like, what is kissing Hitler or something when he kissed her? No kidding. Oh, yeah. You said that, that love scene they do in uh, Some Like It Hot? Yeah. I said she was, bah. Right. And then you remember remember Tony Curtis wearing a dress in that movie? Yes. So I think it was Edith Head who did the costume, said something like to, to Marilyn Monroe, because she's making the dresses for both of them. He's just, you know, he's got a nicer ass than you. And she says, yeah, but she didn't have these. He didn't have these. And opened it up and showed her tits, which is true. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, he said that was just, she was, she was like, no big deal. Huh. Of course, he was married to Janet Leigh at the time, so Janet okay. Lee. Lee, yeah. Uh, 2016, the death of the great uh, English composer, conductor, producer, the man who essentially was Abbey Road Studios, George Martin, and, of course, the okay. Beatles producer. All right. Armand has no use for the Beatles. So. No, I don't. Well, they're okay. No, George care Martin. about their producer. He, no, he's responsible for the sound. Oh. He made this happen. Oh, that's too bad. Now, now, real tragedy. Who died yesterday? Yes, who died yesterday? Carmine Persico. Oh, no. The immortal Carmine. Now, you know, this guy's a gangster, one of my favorites. <laughs> he killed Anastasia in 1957. Where did he uh, die at? He was, uh, I think he's in Vir- uh, Virginia. Then some, he's doing 139 years. Was he in the Almost prison? Almost got life. Let me ask you, was he in the prison that they sent Whitey Bulger to and Whitey didn't make it through the front door, basically? I don't think it was the same one. Not no, the same it's one. A different okay. one. I think it was, uh, they moved him around, though. I think he was doing a, a stretch. Yeah. But uh, this guy was a snake because he was kind of treacherous. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and and then you know like they 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 got him and he was his own lawyer at, at the uh, trial and the judge said, Oh, he, he's he did pretty a, bright. He yeah. did a Ted Bundy. Yeah, he's pretty pretty bright. Well, a lot of guys can defend themselves yeah. well. Well, he had the. That's he was one of the uh, the heads of the Colombo family, right. the crime family, and he and Gallo, Joey Gallo, had this series. You of mean like, Gallo? No, no, with a G. Okay, not him, not Gallo, Gallo. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, but anyway, the Colombo War, and these guys blew each other away. And, of uh, course, one of my favorite. So Joey Gallo's dead. Of he course, was, he's dead. He was the guy that killed Anastasia. My favorite hit because the guys in a barber chair. Oh, yes. And, and the guys come in and start shooting, and he, like, lunges at him. Except, wrong, he's lunging at the guys in the mirror. So that didn't help. But, he, boy, Anastasia had – he was one of the He was one Not of the smart. gunmen. Yep. But rest in peace. Like R.I.P. Like the dumb parakeet flying into the mirror. But anyway, he was playing – you know, he was in jail playing pinochle and bocce ball with John Gotti. They were a good time. Gotti was in not, not Gotti, not Gotti. Uh, Bernie Madoff. Gotti's out in Supermax right. in Colorado. Madoff. He, he's in Bernie with Bernie Madoff, another one of my heroes. <laughs> 
you're an awful human being. But thanks for tuning in no, he, and being actually, part of the show, Armand. No, wait a minute. Actually, he and Gotti had a plan to kill Giuliani. Oh, I wish that was they mixed by the. Succeeded. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. I wish they would. You succeeded. like him a lot better, don't you? Would have saved us all a lot of uh-huh. trouble on cable news. Bunch of stupid MAGA. <laughs> if you believed it, which you don't, so we got to go. We're out. We're done. Thanks for tuning in. March 8th is in the books. When March 9th rolls around, we will be right here to tell you about it on lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 